And there's our intro. Perfect. All right. Hey, good day and hey. welcome. Hey, beauty. Beauty, eh? Good day and welcome to Frank Reviews, a uh, father-son expedition uh, through the Great White North. Great White, uh, you're right, right. Great White North. That's like up there. Up, it's it's like, way up there. Yeah, see, it's, there. It's there, way like up, up there. You have to we, go up. We down here south of the border, we don't know what cold is. No. Eh? But uh, we got some brewskis uh, and we're ready to go. Uh, Dad, Strange Brew, what did you think? Go. Uh, a favorite old movie. Okay. Um, I didn't realize it was 81? 83. 83? Well, still 80. Um, <clears throat> because uh, I like Bob and Doug, uh, Mackenzie, um, and it was a lot of fun watching it because they're, they're goofy and stupid and stuff. But <clears throat> after seeing the movie again a second time, um, most of it played out pretty good. Just a, because a second time in about 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just because Bob and Doug are funny, um, <clears throat> and their their dog hose head. <laughs> um, the the dog gets some great screen time in this yeah. movie. So yeah. And uh, um, it was fun. It was okay, fun watching yeah, so, it. Uh, so, <clears throat> there there were parts that there were Bob parts. and Doug were fun. Right. The rest of it was pretty crappy. Well, the the I I don't know what the impetus for the deciding what the plot of this movie was going to be so very loosely there is a plot to take over the world via mind control drugs administered through beer yes to the extent that max von sydow why is he in this movie i'm pretty sure he's the only non-canadian actor in the movie for starters uh, but, like, this is the guy from The Seventh Seal. Like, what's he doing playing essentially a Bond villain in a movie about two drunk nerds? Like, what's... Down to the point where they've even got, like, a lair in the basement of the brewery, yes. which has, like, a big global map on it with all of the red right. lights demonstrating something. I, I was I, not clear I guess on that's that. Where, that's where all the outlets of where they sell Els, Elsner, Els, Elsinore? El, Elsinore beer. Elsinore yeah. beer, yeah. And like the whole, like, okay, so I didn't really have any connection to these characters besides like the odd quote you and mom would throw out. Right. Uh, until I saw this movie. And now my really only points of, I know they originally started as characters on SCTV. Yes. Which was the Canadian version of, or the Canadian answer to, Saturday, Saturday Night, Night Live. Live, yeah. So it incubated a lot of big comedy names. Okay. Uh, uh, same as SNL did for Americans, which is hilarious because Dan Aykroyd is Canadian, but oh well, whatever. But uh, like the only still points of contact in pop culture I have with these characters are this movie and the Christmas song they put out, oh, which right. plays. It's one of the only actual Christmas songs I genuinely like. Yeah. Uh, and it gets a weird amount of, of play on the. It's a on the first day of Christmas. My true love gave to me a beer. Right. Yeah, it's great. It's and it, great, and it goes downhill from there. <laughs> That's the highlight yes. of it. Yeah. But like, what was your exposure to them? Like pre this, I, I guess it was if you caught SCTV or yeah, I did, I never really. I, I was Saturday uh, SNL fan, but I never okay. watched the Second City too much. But I must have seen them uh, on that. Sometime or something, or <clears throat> they were 
characters on a couple of shows here or there or something like that. But then when this movie came out, uh, did you, I, I knew did the, you see it in theaters? No, no, no okay, no, you didn't go to theaters. That's for. That's for <clears throat> no, oh, mom, mom's piping in from the other room. Drive as if she is partaking in this conversation. She's she's screaming from the other room. Drive in. No, so, I didn't. Okay, uh, mom saw it apparently. <clears throat> um, but I don't know how uh, the characters obviously were in in the media somehow, and and uh, I just wanted to watch what could not be funny about Bob and Doug McKenzie and a movie about beer. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> like, they they work wonderfully as characters, and then you just throw them into any given situation. I still don't know how they arrived at James Bond-style world domination plot, but I guess they I guess they set out to make the most Canadian movie possible. So, of course, it involved beer and hockey. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's gotta. It's like a law, right? The, um... Yeah, it... At the brewery, the the hockey players. I've never heard a movie say the word brewery so much. It yeah. just became like a noise instead of a word brewery. Um, I, I have no idea what those hockey players were supposed to be doing. I um, they they uh, there was a black team and a white team, and they right. looked like they looked like they had stormtrooper outfits on. They did they had like metal hockey gear on that looked like the uh, the Star Wars stormtroopers. Yeah, stormtroopers. Yeah. And they just skated around. They never played hockey. They were apparently <clears> like, <throat> if certain musical notes were played, they were like programmed to fight one another thanks that, to the drugs That was or Dr. Smith's idea of Let me pull up his name, world dominance. Brewmeister <laughs> uh, he... Smith is Max von Sydow's character. Yeah, really. Well, why Brewmeister <clears throat> Smith. Why Smith? I mean, that's kind of... I, they could have had fun with that. But... Um, once you were under the power of the Ellesmere beer, uh, <laughs> then he could control your actions with musical notes. Right. So, like, what's with the musical notes? What's with the, the hockey player guys and stuff? It was just some some stuff just didn't make sense. Right, yeah. And um, uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, the whole thing goes through as... Um, you know, you can follow the plot, sort of. Quote, unquote, uh, world plot, dominance, yeah. Bob and Doug save the day. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the girl and the guy get together, and Bob and Doug get all the beer they can possibly Oh, my drink. God, yeah. <clears throat> Drive off with a truck full of it. Yeah, and they're everybody's happy, and um, I, I don't know. It, it seemed well, to a, uh, end weird, too. Well, like, the movie starts and ends with... Bob and Doug in their television studio set, like with the big map of right. the world, right. where Canada is accurately portrayed on the world map, but all of the other countries are just kind of half-hearted scribbles right. on the map. Right. And it starts extremely meta, because Bob and Doug, like, the first thing you see them doing is interacting with the MGM lion as the camera yes. pulls around. Yeah, they're pulling the lion's tail. Yeah. The it's actual like, hey, lion. How do, you, how do you start this thing, eh? There's oh, a real, he's going to growl at us. It's a real lion, and they're pulling on the tail. <laughs> we could have lost Rick Moranis <clears throat> and uh, uh, I want to say Dave Thomas. It's not Dave Thomas. It is Dave Thomas. Thomas. Yes. There's a different Dave Thomas, the guy that founded Wendy's. So I keep second-guessing that name. Not him. So, no. Different guy. So, different Dave Thomas and the Rick Moranis. Yeah. But it's and then it, after the movie ends, it 
Well, no, like, even in that first beginning, they say they're going to show you a movie that they made. And it's this weird, hyper-low-budget sci-fi action right. thing. They actually made, <laughs> made a movie, and they put it on the reel, and they start playing the tape. The tape ends up, or the the, 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 the film, reel, yeah. the reel ends up, it burns, and right. of course then they can't show the rest of the movie. But then they cut to Bob and Doug in a movie theater that is watching the Bob and Doug right. movie, and then the movie actually starts from there, because yeah. they give some kids their dad's beer money as way of refund. Yes. And then when the movie ends, it ends the same way with them in the TV studio set saying, hey, you've ever seen a movie like Freeze Frame? Okay, Freeze Frame. Uh, right. And then they just, you know. But it, what? <laughs> um, <clears throat> it, uh, yeah, and their movie was definitely low budget. They had, uh, uh, he was using a, uh, uh, a tape measure for a, 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 a radio walkie-talkie, walkie-talkie, and, yeah, and it was it was great. Oh, and the monster and stuff like that. yeah, it was pretty funny. <clears throat> so everybody wants their refund, and then they chase them around, and uh, <clears throat> they get away, and then they end up trying to get extra beer, and then they go to the brewery uh, and get jobs, and the girl who now owns the brewery is real friendly to them and stuff, and it was fun. I, yeah, like fun it was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. But I feel like. It's just, the movie just happened around Bob and yes, Doug. Yes. It's one of those, um, like in the Marx Brothers script, they would literally just write, Harpo does something funny. Okay. And Harpo would just do whatever he yeah, felt like. Okay. And that would make it into the movie. I really feel like they wrote a half-hearted James Bond-style script, and then uh, Rick Moranis and... Dave Thomas were just left to improvise throughout everything yeah, else. It, <clears throat> I don't think anybody else could have pulled it off. I mean, right. if, you, if you stuck two other guys in there that weren't as known or popular or whatever, I don't know who else would have. <laughs> but they do carry carry the, the entertainment. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the rest of the movie is just pretty stupid. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. Yeah. But luckily there's not much that Bob and Doug aren't in. Yeah. Yeah. There's extremely, yeah. there's like out of the hour and a half, there's maybe seven or eight minutes where they're yeah. not in it. So. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, did you have a particularly favorite part or uh, a I line don't know. or. Uh, oh, no. Uh, we've got dog activity ste- in the other Steamroller when they locked him up. <clears throat> you used to do that to me all the time when uh, I was a little kid. That must have been where I got th- it. Yeah. 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 Steamroller, steamroller. They're steamroller. they're wrapped up in straight jackets and they are still fighting like brothers. So yes. they're just rolling over top of one right. another. Right. It's it just oh my god. In the padded room. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And that's pretty funny and um, just I don't know all the stupid carryings carryings on the you know and their their TV their TV show where they're broadcasting and and talking about beer and stuff in Canada. <clears throat> that was pretty funny. They go, uh, they have to go get more more money to buy the beer. Right. And their dad won't give them any more. Oh, the, apparently the beer, he gave them $15 and the beer costs $14.70. Yeah. So I yeah. guess they keep the 30 cents. Right. You know, <laughs> but they gave their money away. Oh my God. Uh, what a what a just a bonkers movie! Like 
it it does there there's not really in it that like doesn't hold up it's right. just such a doofy comedy that it i guess it's kind of not as a a, a big of a cult classic yeah, as uh, some other <clears throat> stuff is you had to be a bob and doug majored bob and doug fan or it there's no point in watching it yeah yeah and like be loosely in touch with canadian stereotypes yes yes oh my god um uh, yeah, like, I was trying to think while watching this movie, Max von Sydow, like, I don't think I've ever properly seen him as a villain. I know he played, uh, Ming the Merciless in Flash Gordon, uh, which is probably a movie that we should actually watch at some point. But he's got such a buck-wild filmography, and like I said, he's best known for The Seventh Seal... When even was that the seventh seal? I'm trying to manipulate IMDb. Nineteen fifty-seven. He wow. played Death. No, sorry, he was the knight that played Death in chess. Okay. And that's what he's best known for. Uh apparently that and Flash Gordon <laughs> are his when, uh, top two credits. Uh what uh we kind of know what happens to um Bob McKenzie in his future in in doing additional films. Uh, Rick Moranis. What right. happened to Dave Thomas? Dave Thomas. I know Rick Moranis up until recently was pretty retired uh, to take care of his kids because his wife had died of cancer. But now he's making like appearances again, and the rumors of Spaceball Two are rumbling again. Oh my god! Because Mel Brooks has said he'd refuse to make it without. Rick Moranis. Okay. I mean, how could you? <clears throat> dark, uh, dark helmet. Dark helmet. Uh, let's see. Um, best no- Dave Thomas, best known for Strange Brew, The Coneheads, Rat Race, and the 2003 Disney movie Brother Bear, where he and Rick Moranis play moose that are literally just Bob and Doug McKenzie. Okay. So, yeah, okay. okay. But uh, recently... The Fast and Furious Spy Racers, a TV series. He's on a bunch of episodes of... You're talking about uh, Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas, okay. yeah. I did click on Dave Thomas. Yeah, I clicked on Dave Thomas. Um, he's in uh, a bunch of, like, one or two episodes of TV series. He's on Comedy Bang Bang. He's in one episode of How I Met Your Mother. What? He's, he plays an additional voice in the Avatar sequel series, The Legend of Korra, which I've been watching a lot of lately. What? What? There was a Bob and Doug TV series in 2009? What is this? Wow. Oh, wow. It is a extremely limited, <laughs> uh, it is a extremely limited animation TV series. Um, ran for one season. Wow. Dave Thomas played Doug McKenzie, and Dave Coulier played Bob McKenzie. Uh, they was, couldn't even get it wasn't Rick. Even Rick. I can see why it wasn't picked up for a second season. Yeah. That is depressing. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised uh, Dave did it. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, a, a TV movie documentary, Bob and Doug McKenzie's 2-4 anniversary. That's, wow. He's like a lot of one episodes of stuff. He's in Arrested Development. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. He's one of the British guys in Arrested Development. I don't think you've seen Arrested Development. No. 
Now, I'm not sure if you'd have the patience for Arrested I'm Development. Not sh- I'm not sure if uh, we started watching it or something, but it's a it's a show that builds over time. Yeah. Um, wow, yeah, he like he's not stopped working, but he's just not been in a lot huh. of big stuff. Wow, I mean, I would, I would think he'd be, you know, like who wouldn't want Doug McKenzie in there? I, yeah, in their I mean, production? I guess it's like. A package deal, you know? Like, yeah. you want both of them <clears throat> in well, now, there. Okay, now tell us what Rick Moranis has done. Well, Rick Moranis, <clears throat> like then. I said, he took so much time off. Stuff. He wouldn't even show up uh, uh, for extra stuff in um, uh, uh, the the Ghostbusters 2009 video game. Like, all of the other cast made cameo appearances in that and the 2016 movie, except for him. There is a 10-year gap between... Oh, he shows, oh my God, of course, he shows up as Bob McKenzie in a whole mess of stuff. Uh, but there's a big 10-year gap between 2008 and 2018. Uh, and he only showed up in 2018 in an episode of The Goldbergs as Dark Helmet. Oh my God. So that's kind of cool. But <clears throat> what, he's in... But all, the, all the stuff he did before that. He, oh, he let's see, a bunch movies. of little TV stuff. Oh, come on. Brother Bear... I'm going. I'm going down the list. I'm okay. going down the list. Honey, we shrunk ourselves right. uh, from 1997. Uh, apparently, Honey, a couple of episodes of Sesame Street. Honey, I shrunk uh, the kids. All of the Honey, I shrunk the blank. Whatever's. Right. Uh, he's Barney Rubble in the live-action Flintstones Perfect. movie from '94. Perfect. That movie that. was weird. Yeah, it was. I'm remembering a lot of like weird imagery from that movie. Yeah. Um, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Ghostbusters 2, Spaceballs, Little Shop of Horrors. We got to yes. watch Little Shop yes. of Horrors at some yeah, point. Yeah, I knew he did a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, <laughs> the original Ghostbusters, Strange Bruce, Saturday Night Live, SCTV. Yeah, SCTV is his first big credit in uh, 81 and 82. Uh, and then it just, he does a bunch of stuff. Like Rick Moranis is one of those guys, but he's really just taken it easy starting in the 2000s and then basically stopped in the past right. decade um well yeah that's we we yeah mom's again piping in uh tuning in and out so of the telling us stuff we already know yeah but there is a movie it looks like it's just called shrunk that is in pre-production and let me double check before i click on it uh because he plays a character named Wayne in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and he's playing a character named Wayne Selinsky in Shrunk. Is this a sequel, a reboot? I'm going to click on it. Yep. An amateur scientist and father accidentally shrinks his father, uh, his family with his latest invention, a reboot of the 89 film Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Why it got to be a reboot? Why we got to reboot all this stuff? Yeah, I mean, yeah. why not no, do Rick, something new? The only listed cast is Rick Moranis as Wayne Selinsky and Josh Gad of uh, Nick Selinsky. I'm like, okay. It's in pre-production. It doesn't give a release year. Like, everything's up in the air at this point. Yeah. Anyway, but all right. I guess we need a reboot of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Don't know sure. why, but we need a reboot of... Uh... Strange Brew. We do. Just bring back Dave Thomas and, and Rick Moranis. Yeah. It's yeah. like, here they are, still drunk, living at their parents' house yeah. uh, 40 years after yeah. the first movie. <laughs> still drinking beer. Beauty, eh? Um, anything else you wanted to mention? When uh, 
Hosehead looks at him and oh, they the look dog. Like the dog they, is named yeah. Hosehead. Yeah, and they look like uh, big steaks <laughs> big or pork steaks. chops or something like that. This I movie, always remember that. This That's movie so did really operate on like Looney Tunes logic. Yeah. So yeah. Um. All right. Uh. So next week, uh, I think we wanted to do before October hit. We wanted to cover the rest of the Mandalorian series because yes. way back episode one, we did the first two episodes. Right. And now would be a perfect time to drop an episode about the rest of season one. Uh, Might be fun to rewatch them. Yeah, well, absolutely. I'm down for that. Um, But for next week, uh, did you want to be nice to mom and watch like uh, a Wonder Woman? You don't have to be nice to mom. But, but watch Wonder Woman anyway. But we would like to include you in these things because you do, even when you say mom, that you're not going to watch the movie with us. You just kind of bring your plate over to the half wall and kind of absentmindedly watch with us anyway. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Wonder we're going to try and, try and goad her into watching Wonder Woman. Uh, the 2017 Gal Gadot starring... The, as far as I know, besides Birds of Prey, the only good DC movie in the past five or six years. Okay. So that's exciting. Uh, anything else? No. Uh, yeah. HD Lichner and, uh, uh, pod underscore Frank on Twitter. Dad, if you want to take us out. Um, we still got that stinking virus. Uh, don't fall for any, uh, joke that we're getting a vaccine before the election because oh, that's boy. just. That's just uh, trash talk. Um, and when Dr. Fauci says the vaccine's okay, then it's okay. Right. Uh, and make sure you vote uh, and uh, have fun. Be nice to your parents and <laughs> clean your room. Is that a hint? Is that a hint? That's a hint. That's a, that's a hint. That feels very pointed. Uh, all right. And go out and do something responsible (laughs) and serious with your life. Okay. But have fun. But have fun.